Matthew chapter 26. Now when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the 12 disciples. And as they were eating, he said, truly one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved, they each one began to say, surely not I, Lord. And he answered, he who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is to go, just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he would not have been born. And Judas, who was betraying him, said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. And Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. <clears throat> when Jesus began his public ministry, John saw him approaching, and John said, Behold the Lamb of God. He did it a second time. It's recorded in John 1. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then for the last time, Jesus gathered his disciples together and enjoyed a meal. For part of that meal, the betrayer was there. And that meal was the Passover meal. When they as a group looked back and they remembered the lamb, its blood, that was taken and put up the door and on top of the door and down the side of the door so that the angel of death would pass over. And for generations, Israel looked back at that event and they remembered what God had done. That God had spared them. That God had saved them. And he had done it through a lamb and the blood of a lamb. And Jesus burst upon the scene and John says, Behold the Lamb of God. Look. And so he's with his disciples and the meal continues. And the Bible says that while they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after blessing it, he broke it and he gave to the disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the remission and the forgiveness of sins. Right in the middle of that celebration, looking backwards, in doing what they had done countless times in their lives, I want you to, I want you to understand something. It's now about me. It's my body that is going to be given for you. It is my blood that is going to be shed for you. We don't take the time to celebrate the Lord's Supper because it's something that we need to make sure that we do to be a good church. We make sure that we celebrate the Lord's Supper regularly because the Lord in the midst of this celebration said, but I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. And then we read that Paul says, continue to do this as you anticipate doing it with him in our Father's kingdom. Paul said you declare the Lord's death when you celebrate the Lord's Supper. 
And what you're saying is that it matters. The lifestyle that we live, the life that we have, it matters. Who we are matters. Not because we have jumped through hoops, not because we've done the right thing, not because of what we've become through hard work or effort, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. Life matters. Because of what he has done. There are so many things that we do. Incredibly good things, wonderful things. This is at the top of the list. Remember why you are who you are. Remember what it is that God has done for you. We talk about all sorts of different things of you ought to practice this and you ought to do that and you ought to be like that and so on and so forth. But it all can be traced back to Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and gave me life so that all these other things come to pass. We can never forget that. And that's why we take the time to do this on a regular basis. I want to continue reading. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. I want you to note something. That the Lord knew what was about to happen with these people that followed him, and he still went through with what he was going to do. They're not going to hang in there with me even for the next night. But this is my body. This is my blood. Do this. They went into the garden and they prayed. Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. And he said, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but you will. You need to understand that this was not something that Jesus Christ ran into easily. The night before he did what he did for us, he went to that garden and he shared before he even prayed, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Can we possibly fathom or imagine after he had suffered all of that physical pain, after he'd gone through all that he'd gone through, beaten and whipped and bloody and bruised, hanging on this wooden cross with nails, spikes. But on top of all of that, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As the world went black and our sin was on Jesus. The Holy One. He who knew no sin 
became sin on our behalf. That's why we do this. And that's why we have the life we have. Can you fathom him taking on sin? And imagine this. The God of the universe knows all things. All present, all past, all possible, all future. And at that moment, he was able to look down through the corridor of time and see your sin, see my sin, and say, I'm willing to go through this physically and to take their sin and die for them. That's why we do this, to remember that, to remember that that's what he did for us. He prayed. He continued to pray. He was betrayed. He was taken away. <clears throat> Peter did exactly what he said was going to happen. He denied him. He went before the leaders. He was beaten. He was mocked. He took it all. And they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they gave him wine to drink, and they mixed it with gall, and after tasting it, he was unwilling to drink. And when they had crucified him, the Bible simply says, a lot is wrapped up in that little phrase. They divided his garments among themselves by casting lots. And they sat down to watch. Above his head, they put up the charge that said, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. And at that time, there were robbers that were crucified with him, one on the right, one on the left. And those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads. You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. Understand what's going on here. Physically beaten, whipped, bloody, spat upon. The Bible says that he hardly resembled a man after all that he went through. Hanging on the cross, nails, pulling at his nerves and his muscles. And people walking by, mocking and making fun of and saying, you said you were going to do something remarkable. You said you were going to rebuild the temple in three days. You can't even save yourself. If you really are who you say you are, just prove it and come down from there. You said you were the Son of God. Come on. Annie up. And there were other things that were thrown at him. Let God rescue him. If he trusts in God and God is who he says he is, how come God won't rescue him right now, they said to him. And he stayed on that cross. And he endured all of that. Because he was indeed the Lamb of God who takes away sin. Our sin, your sin, my sin. All these years later, it's what he's done for us. He has done that very thing for us. He said a handful of things on the cross. One of the most significant and telling was he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know 
what they're doing. They don't understand the depth of it. Forgive them. Going through all that he had gone through, he said, forgive them. What an amazing, great love he had for us. And then he said this, it is finished. It's done. Nothing else to do. You can't deal with your sin any, in any way, shape, or form. He dealt with it. He said it's finished. It's done. It's over. I've dealt with it. I'm the Lamb of God. My body, my blood, new covenant, new life, eternal life, new hope. Look what Jesus did. And so we do this. And we remember. And we celebrate. Paul reminded us of what went on with Jesus in Corinthians. He reminded us that he took the bread and he said, this is my body. He took the cup and he said, this is my blood. Paul told us, he said, make sure that you understand that you are to, you are to continue to do this until the Lord comes. Remind, 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 remind. Remember, 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 remember. This is who you are, and this is why you are who you are. Jesus Christ did this. We wonder about life all the time as individuals. Why this? Why that? Why the other thing? You know, when we start from this, when we start from the cross, a lot of those questions are insignificant, aren't they? We need to run to the cross. We need to see the cross and understand that we are proclaiming the Lord's death when we do this. When I look into his holiness, when I see him, all things are different, aren't they? Our point this morning is just to see things differently, to worship and to leave and to continue to worship differently because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. I'm going to pass the elements out. We ask that you hold on to the elements so that we can celebrate as a group this morning. Actually, we're not. We're going to do it differently than that. We're going to pass the elements out. Take them anytime you want between you and God this morning. And as we've done on occasion, we're just going to keep on going. We'll pass the elements out. The guys will come back. They'll be served. They'll partake without anything being said. We'll pass out the cup. So that we can all just worship this morning without stuff going on in between. just to see the Christ, just to worship him. Use this time. Uh, beautiful music in the background. We have the scriptures ringing in your ears. You have a Bible in front of you if you need to use it. We have the elements being passed out. Let's worship. Let's remember. Let's honor him.
Father, as we come into your presence this morning, we're overwhelmed at what you've done for us. We can hardly even comprehend it. We read about what Jesus did for us. We read about how he did it. It's hard for us to put it together sometimes because of what we see in this world. We don't see anything like that. But you have given us faith to understand that that's exactly what happened and that's exactly how it happened. And we thank you for that. We thank you that this morning as we gather together as a body, we do so only in the name of Jesus Christ. And as we put aside all of the things that we normally do for this, Father, show us yourself. May we see your holiness. May we see the Savior. That we would understand that you gave your body for us. You shed your blood for us. You redeemed us. And only you, the perfect God-man, could possibly do that. There's no other way to be redeemed. No other way to have our sins dealt with. No other way to be right with you except by Jesus Christ. And he came and said, I'll do it. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Thank you that even though that night before you went through all of this, you prayed desperately, Father, if there be any other way, you were willing to obey the Father's will and to go through all of that. And although the the depthness of the depth of the of the verse eludes us. Thank you, Jesus, for taking our sin, for becoming sin on our behalf, and giving us your righteousness. Father, change our priorities and change our our view and our vision that we would understand what is important and what isn't. And we recognize that this is important. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your body. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross and declaring it is finished. You fulfilled it all. You completed it all. You did it all. And we are alive today because of it. Father, do a great work in our life right now that our spirit would commune with your spirit. We would hear your voice. We would sense your presence. And that we would worship as we celebrate, as we remember, as we declare, this is what God has done for me. I'm alive today because of Jesus Christ. Use this time in a special way, we pray in Jesus' name.